This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. Up to date and credible. Power 102 Digital. Alrighty, six minutes after the hour of eight o'clock as we, we take in some time from the minister's schedule a little longer. Um, Marvin Gonzalez. All right, gentlemen, go ahead. Paul, you wanted to ask a question. A question. Or Richard, was it Richard? If we could touch on the oh, if we sorry, if we could touch on the issue of um, water rate, the expected water rate rate hike, because it is in the newspapers today, um, um, under the gas hike issue, which the prime minister and conversations of the prime minister would have been um, reported in the dailies today. So the water rate hike, um, tell us a little bit about that and what's expected, because I know you would experience a lot of resistance if people are not getting water and have to pay more for it. So what's the plan? And that's the reason why, you know, we've decided to, to do that um, strategic, you know, action plan for water improvement um, supply across Trinidad and Tobago within the next, in the immediate and um, medium term. Because we have recognized that um, people are going to resist any attempt to increase the rates for water, especially if they're not getting an efficient supply. And that is a very reasonable stance to take. But people have to understand, too, the citizens have to understand, too, that uh, it costs the people of Trinidad, it costs the government and WASA billions of dollars on a yearly basis to extract water from your surface um, sources, your brown sources, have water treated at your water treatment plants, have the water transmitted into your transmission system, distribution system, et cetera, et cetera. It is a very expensive process. And the, what, the, the, the rates that WASA collects, the monies that it collects, the revenues that it collects from um, its rates are simply not enough to afford the utility company the capacity to invest in new plant and infrastructure and to rehabilitate its plant and, inf- um, and infrastructure to expand the, its network to, to, to provide the people of Trinidad to be go with an efficient supply. And that's the reason why the, the utility company has to depend on the treasury basically for its survival. And a lot of the money that go into WASA, a significant part of the money go towards um, paying for the salt water and paying for, um, for, for personal, you know, personal salaries, et cetera. And um, not much you know, go towards in, in improving its infrastructure, capital investment, et cetera, to improve its supply. So the, the utility company has found itself in a very, very unfortunate place where people are seeing that we are not prepared to pay a rate hike if we don't get an improvement in their service. Now, how do you improve service? You can only improve service by making some huge investments to get the utility company to that place and its infrastructure and what have you to, to get an, an efficient water supply. So um, now the, the, the rate review process, it's a very complicated process. You just can't go before the RIC and say we need a review because we haven't had a review for 28 years. Of course, things have changed over the last 28 years, and the utility company and the, its rate has no bearing whatsoever on the cost of the service and the, the cost to produce and transmit and to, to distribute water. But what the, what the utility company has to do is to prepare. There's a process. It has to prepare a business plan, and that business plan must entail a capital investment program. Just one second, please. Just one second. Yeah, this is of course we are not, to confirm. Yeah, we we, are, we just on a, a pause while we, but of course we are speaking to Minister Marvin Gonzalez concerning the right. So I'm back. So yeah, okay. So it has to produce a business plan, and that business plan must entail a capital investment program, a five-year capital investment program, where the utility company must show the RIC that independent commission the projects that it, in, it intends to undertake for the next five years to improve water supply to its customers, all right? It must also show the RIC a cost of service study, meaning the actual cost to produce water, to transmit water, to distribute water to the country. How it intends to, to um, leverage on technology, because of course, leveraging on technology means that you can reduce your, your operational expenses. And, and, um, and once you reduce your operational expenses, then it means it could be cheaper 
to produce the water, but you need to, to, to leverage on your technology. And you must be able to demonstrate a very powerful and a sound financial plan that if you get that increase, how you intend to utilize that increase in revenue to improve um, um, service across the, the, the water grid. So it is a very, very um, intense process and, um, and, and it takes a lot of work because it forces the utility company to look deeper at itself and, 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 and put forward its plans and proposals to the, to, the, to the RIC to demonstrate to the RIC that it is very serious about improving um, the levels of service across the country. And then the RIC will, make, will, will, will be responsible for determining what is a reasonable rate for allowing the utility company to, in, to, to raise its revenue so that it can undertake on its own investments in its projects, its capital investment program, rehabilitation of its plants, its assets, et cetera, to be able to provide the people of Trinidad and Tobago with an efficient supply of water. It must be anchored in this singular factor, very, very important, allowing the utility company to be in a financial state that it can provide the people of Trinidad and Tobago with an efficient water supply. So people who want to fuss away will be um, rate increase and rate increase. I mean, I understand the emotion. I understand. I am a citizen of Toronto Bigo. I carried water from a river and a spring environment. So nobody cannot tell me what it feels like not to have water. But I can tell you, as Minister of Public Utilities, what it takes and what it will take to provide the people of Trinidad and Tobago with an efficient supply. And we cannot have any discussion on rate increase without a discussion on improvement in the supply of the, the resource to the people of Trinidad and Tobago. They go hand in hand. Uh, well, thank you for coming in. Now. Which we comes to the chicken or the egg. Well, hmm? you see, Wasa is a very, it's in a very vicious cycle. You understand? And you cannot say, okay, we will do one as opposed to the other. Unfortunately, we have to do all. Minister, thank you so much for speaking with us this morning on the Power Breakfast Show on Power Only to Digital. We appreciate thank you taking your time. Yeah. Thank you so you much, Minister. All the best to you. Right. All right. Recording stopped. Oh, you that was Minister on. Marvin Gonzalez, of course, the Minister of Public Utilities. Uh, weighing in on WASA, just on some of the issues prior mm -hmm. to that, but basically we talked about WASA, which is a big issue. And for a lot of listeners, I mean, we, we, we have... Um, been a show on a program that certainly has advocated about water and water transformation. Well, because of yeah, how bad and inconsistent the water supply in the country has been. I mean, it just for, decades, for decades. For decades. It's not a new thing. It's something Actually, we've grown up with. considered a water-rich country by international assessments. So it, the issue is the management of the, of, the, of the authority and it's consistently and quality, consistency and quality of supply to exactly. the and Tobago. And it's a small country. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have 10 million people living here. Exactly. 1.4 million and we can't supply water. And, you, and it irritates people even more when they see consistent rainy weather and they have no water in the top. I mean, they, they don't naturally go together in, technically. No, if, if it is very rainy, we know that turbidity is on the rise. Turbidity. And that word turbidity means no water. As I always say, and I've said before, if you're anywhere on planet Earth and the word turbidity is mentioned, you know it's a Trinidadian because no other population in the world talks about turbidity. None. All right. Um, Paul, is any invite across? Yes, sir. All right, he's waiting. All right. So, but but interestingly, in the article in the Daily Today, considering that Owasa hike, which is right below the article with regard to the gas issues, and, 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 and the body prime minister is talking about, well, we talked about in conversations with the PM, um, it, it mentioned that, you know, obviously there has to be an improvement in the supply on some level before that rate hike is approached, because... Um, it's very difficult to convince people, especially post-COVID, where a lot of people are starting off at a deficit in terms of their financial savings. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are struggling even more than any, probably any other time um, in terms of living paycheck to paycheck, assuming that you have a job. Assuming that you have a job. 
We don't care about how we drive our car. And, 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 and having to pay an increased rate for water rates now is not going to sit well on our population, especially if you're in an area where you and, don't get And there's been conversation about supply. increased electricity rates also. Yep. Because we, we, we pay very low rates for electricity comparatively in Trinidad and Tobago. So you can't be talking increasing rates and your, your, your quality of service poor. That, that just no. No. Then go work. And, and, you know, the, 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 and yes, he mentioned the Prime Minister that is about public transportation, and they just, they just gloss over it like, okay, yeah, we have bad public transportation, but stop using your car so much. <laughs> you understand? Which is the general, you know, suggestion. Yeah, 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 Be more yeah. careful with how you I use it. I know if Wendell was here, Wendell will have, I know Wendell is a fan of the monorail, which was. I I heard that, you talking about some train <laughs> tram for the city now. Pipe uh, but dreams. I saw that as part of the pipe, part of pipe the dreams. Pipe yeah. dreams. And you know, there are all kinds of trams because you have trams that are, of course, on the road. But then you have, I mean, I saw, I watched a documentary about uh, a dancer, a choreographer and dancer um, um, from Germany, I believe it was. Years ago, I watched this documentary. And that years ago, I'm watching this documentary um paul and they have a tram system but tram system is is airborne basically so it's running along um at a at a high level and what happens is that people get off and walk down to street level mm-hmm. like miami but, it, but yeah but it's actually you know it's actually um i don't want to, it's actually how would you call it i want to say hanging but it's moving around the city um on an upper level and I'm saying, well, because trying to build tra- trying to build tracks and tram in Port Spain just seems like a nightmare to me. It might be easier to do something like that, but we'll see how it all comes out and how it all turns out. Because there is that whole redevelopment plan for Port Spain where they have all of these ideas. So we'll see how much of that comes to fruition. But certainly, when the boys say you talk about that monorail and that plan that Patrick Manning would have had uh, to revolutionise public transport, because I think that was a uh, 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 revolutionizing of public transport in terms of modernizing it in a completely different direction to what we have now and how successful of course you know there were some people saying it's not feasible etc etc and there was a whole toing and froing um i know certainly when the people's partnership came into power um they disbanded the idea and they talked about um bus lanes and some other stuff i had there's so many things when you sit down when you sit down in the chairs that we sit down in in terms of talking about public issues um because we are morning radio shows you've gone through so many plans and so many configurations of solutions that you we have we have the chairman of mr said hussein chairman of np good morning to you how are you Hi, morning, morning to all. Yeah, morning. You got uh, Paul and Richard and myself on. Um, so, yeah. so, morning. Long time I've not seen you or been on the Power Breakfast show. Hope all is well. Yes, so far, praise God. And, and I hope all is well with your team. Who are we missing? Charles? Charles is missing. We're missing Wendell. Wendell, sorry. Wendell yeah. Charles, I think it is. Wendell is off today. Yeah, yeah oh, Wendell right, and well. Charles resemble, so I understand your confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know you all are my favorite team, eh? Radio team. I appreciate it. Mr. Yes. Hussein, of course, the Prime Minister's comments about fuel last year has started a conversation about fuel and fuel consumption. Fortunately, you're not here under controversial circumstances because we were trying to remember what was subsidized and what was not and when that change took place. Could you remind us? Well... The fuel has always been subsidized and it was removed a couple of years ago. The subsidy um, was removed, I think, on uh, premium and super gasoline. I think, I believe it stayed on the subsidy, remained on kerosene, it remained on diesel. So that's where we are with that at this point in time. So there continues to be a subsidy on diesel and and on kerosene. There was some conversation about floating it at one point, and that was never initiated, or was it? Well, it was never done, and I mean, I don't have no inside information, but my subs, my suspicion, it had to do with the rise in prices, international prices, 
shortly thereafter that was announced. Because I know there was a point. Meaning, meaning that if you had removed, the, if you had freed the prices, the market prices, it would have immediately resulted in an increase in prices to the um, public and the, mot the motoring public. But isn't, isn't it that, you know, what gets me about, about situations like this, this has been, this subsidy on fuel has been something that economists have talked about for years that we needed to get out from. Um, and that the state needed to disband it for years. For years, we have had that. We have heard that narrative. They finally reduced it or removed it completely. Um, with regard to, I know it was removed completely for premium. I mean, you're indicating it was also removed from super. And yet, the final step to making it float so that citizens pay gas, pretty much like how a lot of the rest of the world pays gas, um, they refrained from doing that. And now you have the prime minister saying, well. Um, we might be earning more income from the limited amount of oil that we're using, but but it's offset against the subsidy, and the conversation crops up again in 2022. So it's like, um, who has to make the hard decision here? Not the state? Well, again, that's above my pay grade. But let me tell you, at the end of the day, there's a, there's a thought, and it's not only unique to Trinidad, that since we are oil-producing, oil and gas-producing profit, albeit at low levels, that is one way, in the same way that the electricity is subsidized, is one way that the people of the country, the citizens, enjoy the benefits of the resources. Um, and while that might have worked well in the past, the time has come, given the current, especially given the current price of um, fuels, the, our straightened economic circumstances, that, you know, hard decisions have to be made. Um, and therefore, it might be the time to make adjustment to the prices because, as the Prime Minister rightly um, pointed out, I'm not sure that the increase in prices and the subsequent windfall will cover the cost of the subsidy given the current international prices for fuels. Mr. Hussein, I don't know if you would have the information off the top of your head, but in, in the context of the Prime Minister's statement about people using their cars, would you say, based on information coming to you, that during the pan, the, the last two years, that the, 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 the use of fuel has decreased because um, we had several lockdowns and stuff like that? And what has been the trend generally in fuel use in Trinidad Tobago from NP's perspective? Well, I can tell you from the figures we have, uh, since 16, there's been a downward trend. And that was severely impacted by the lockdowns. So that um, you are seeing a declining use. People are using their, um, their vehicles more sensibly. Um, and of course, the lockdown contributed a lot to people having to stay at home and whatnot and use their vehicles less. So that you, I expect that if the price, the subsidies reduced, um, that you would see even a greater lack of usage. From it's what you said since 2016, you said the trend has been downwards since 2016. Yes, our, our, our records are showing that the trend has been downwards, a downward trend in the use of fuels. Because remember, we also have the alternative fuels which have been building up for the past couple of years, that is the CNG. And you would see CNG is now in several stations as compared to the past. In fact, we expect our CNG in um, point 14 again. We have CNG in two stations at San Fernando and have stations, a couple of stations in the East West Corridor and whatnot. So that, that Would you say those downward that, trends are, are significant or are they, uh, is it a gentle slope? down from 2016 because the pandemic is the pandemic that started in 2020 but if you if you say the t downward trend in in fuel you started since 2016 that's interesting it was a gentle downward trend and then it's of course it became a steep downward trend when we are the closure <clears throat> and we continue after years since then we continue to see a decline in the use of fuels so, and I'm attributing that largely to the fact that we have a handful of electric vehicles on the scene in the past couple of years now. 
and of course the continued usage of CNG. Yeah, well, the Prime Minister seems to suggest that, and that the country is going to move more aggressively towards electric vehicles. At least he's suggesting that in his statement, as reported in the newspapers this morning. Um, how much is NP facilitating um, an infrastructure upgrade in, to put in electric <laughs> charging stations, or is that not a plan? The only place we have electric charging stations at this point in time is in Presal, in the Point Lisas area. But really and truly, the, the, the development of alternative fuel is the remit of NGCCNG. So that um, that will be, unless that has changed in the recent past, as far as I am aware, the alternative fuels, as was the case with the CNG, um, is the remit of NGCCNG. But because of your distribution network, I guess that's where Richard's question was. I mean, although it's yeah, with, 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 NGC, with regard to would, would it be charges, some sort of collaboration yeah. in your mind, strategically, given the Prime Minister's announcements and what we're seeing around the world, quite frankly, that NP could conceivably look at installing more uh, electrical charging ports at their service stations, strategically? Certainly, yes. But again, the spatial constraints will, uh, you know... Um, preclude us from doing it in some stations. A lot of the old stations are old stations. Majority are old stations on one lot of land. And the space is constrained. Remember, you have to spend at least half an hour for fast years. So that and then the cost of putting down these systems, the initial investment is kind of prohibitive. Eh? But I, I, I think we, the, I, I'm assuming that they could have been this whole issue of electric charging would have been examined. And one would think like places like malls and um, where you have a lot of space, parking space, and other areas would be more convenient. So, um, mm. so you're saying basically the private but sector... There are number, but there are a number of charging stations at this point, and I think the country has inclusive of the Presal site about seven charging stations. I saw Fens has two. Yes, they might be um, available, but those are private arrangements. Um, you know. So the whole issue of the investment in these stations is one thing, and then the, the, the price at which you will charge, all those things still have to be determined as far as I'm aware. So then how practical is that, uh, given what you said at the present prohibitive cost of charging stations and destination of same, and the need for space if you're going to have those because if, if you're taking a half an hour or so to charge fully charge your your vehicle if it's not a hybrid if it's a purely electrical is it that those situations will also have to include charging stations at home and how do you see this evolving in the next five to ten years well, one thinks that the charging uh, stations most of the charging will be done at home um but of course, charges only last up to a certain amount of miles. That means when you're out, you want to know that, you know, and same problem with CNG. CNG never took on initially because you had only one or two stations that were functioning in the country. Now it's different. You have several stations. So the same thing is going to apply to the electric stations. You are going to have to place them at strategic locations. So they should be available at strategic locations. That's why I spoke to malls and these sorts of places. So once you go out, you leave your vehicle charging, you go about your business, you come back and collect your vehicle and, and, and move on. And again, um, one of the disadvantages to doing it on the outside is that, you know, the time factor, you don't want to have to sit down somewhere for half an hour. So I am suspecting, I'm guessing that, you know, as is the case, most of the charging will be done at home, probably overnight or what have you. And or hybrid where... The, 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 it's it goes to gas for, for if you run yes, the charge. Yes, certainly, certainly. All right. I want to thank you for being with us this morning. All Happy right. You must, you must, you must welcome, sir. Thank you. Sir. Wish you thank all you the best. Time. Thank you so much. And all the, best, you all the best to you. Great. Thank you. Recording stopped. All right. Of course, that was Mr. Said Hussain. is the uh, chairman of National Petroleum. All right. Uh, 31 minutes after the hour of 8 o'clock. 
Thank you so much for being locked on to the third hour of the Power Breakfast Show. Just a reminder of our morning poll. It's on our website at power12fm.com. Um, do you agree with the Prime Minister that uh, Trinidad Tobago uh, driving public is not careful of the use of fuel in the vehicles? All right. So vote on that right now. Of course, tomorrow morning we'll give you the final results um, at about quarter to seven. Right, Rich? Yep, that's when you get the final results. Of course, tomorrow is Friday, so the weekend begins um, tonight at a second after midnight. You know, mm -hmm. we celebrate weekends like no other morning program. We in love TV weekends. Probably in the entire Caribbean. Um, we love weekends. We love public holidays as well. With regard to the Power Breakfast Show. We got 20 days to the next public holidays. We can probably open up our lines and take some calls in the interim. Yeah, I do have some lines, some calls coming in. Good morning. Good morning, caller. Okay, that's not my fault. I'm just saying. It is your fault. It's not my fault. It's Wendell's fault. So we'll take some of your calls at this point. 222-TALK, 222-8255-612-8255. North Americans, of course, you can call us absolutely toll-free at 866-525-1099. Of course, people on the web and the app, you know what to do via the messaging portal on the platform. And, of course, if you're in um, Europe or the Asian or African continent or in that part of the world, um, you'll have to call us at one 222 talk 228 all right, traffic-wise, heavy traffic from Piaco as you head westbound. Uh, heavy traffic again on the Young Road from Coconut Drive. And, of course, there was an accident on the Beetham um, just before Eddie, NP flyover. I don't know if that is cleared up now, but uh, it certainly caused a backlog. Traffic is heavy in every route you could possibly think of. All right? Good morning, caller. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Morning, um, sir. Morning. Well, I left Trinidad in 89, and um, they have no tanks, no water tanks in my in Bart area, as in Bart area. And I always wondered why people had to buy, have to build, or after I left, people started buying tanks. I couldn't understand, I thought I was going backwards, but Mr. Gonzalez, the minister, the honorable minister, just explained it. Demand grew, supply didn't. And it was so simple. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that. Also, I'm no fan of the party in power, but Mr. Gonzalez, I'm a fan of his. Okay? He has, he has done his homework, and he's on the ball. And if everything he says comes to pass, Trinidad will be in a really good place when it comes to water. Honestly. And if all ministers are like that, Trinidad will be like Dubai. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a nice day. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Good morning, caller. Good Hello. morning. 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 Yes. Uh, just a couple of comments. Number one, I think the Prime Minister um, needs to acknowledge the fact that this is, this is not in traffic idling um, because you don't have uh, uh, alternatives to get to work. That uh, What is happening is that his subsidy is going up in fuel, fuel, burnt fuel vapors. So um, that has nothing to do with the, you know, we're not making that choice. That's what we have to do, you know. So um, that's one. I love the interview with Marvin Gonzalez, certainly um, somebody with an engineering and business background. Um, so you hear the right language, I think for the first time coming from a, a minister in Wasa, he understands that this is, um, and to provide water, it requires engineer solutions, and therefore, um, I was hearing the bright things from Atlantic as an engineer, from Marvin, as an engineer myself. And then thirdly, with regards to the um, power supply for electric vehicles, you can't put them in, um, in, in petrol stations because you don't have the electricity and um, and fuel vapors mixing in the same area. What you what you have to do what hap what happens outside is that they've got them in uh, workplaces, they've got them in business places. It takes a while, up to an hour, to get a good charge, um, and you'll have it at your home. So usually you retrofit your home and you charge overnight, and you can get a top of charge at your workplace or you get a top of charge at a, a mall or something like that. But it will not be at a petrol station. So I just thought I would just um, um, provide some comments around that. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Good morning, caller. Hello. Good morning, sir. Morning. Hi, gentlemen. You know, it's appalling to hear the minister talk about 9,000 lakes. 
and 3,000 repaired and the balance should be repaired. Yet you have engineers and a management team at WASA. One of the reasons why I'm totally opposed to unions, because they're not concerned about productivity. They're concerned about salary increase. And on another note, I'm not too sure if you guys are interested in the um, presentation of the Jamaica budget. If you go into YouTube, PBC Jamaica, and I mean, listen to this stuff, and you will hear some startling economic revelations and policies that the government is about to implement. I think Richard might have interest to you to, to hear the talk about the digital currency. I mean, it's very interesting, guys. Have a great day. Take care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Trinidad has often, because remember we pay, for example, as you talk about digital currency, we pay, um, which of course is a paying platform and a digital currency playing but paying platform across the Caribbean, and but it was actually um, initiated in Trinidad and Tobago by Trinidadians. And I remember we, we pay got so frustrated with Trinidad and Tobago bureaucracy, I think they moved their headquarters to Jamaica. Uh, at least they were planning to. I believe they have. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe they have, um, because yes, the Jamaican, because the Jamaican government was more receptive in terms of the innovation and expansion. Money will go where money is welcomed. Yeah. So, are we serious about embracing innovation? I don't know that we are. Well, it depends. It depends on who the principals are. And I, and I make no bones about that. If we're somebody else pitching that, that we pay approach, who must have had connections, they might have get through. They might have been facilitated more efficiently, let me say. Because, I mean, that we pay thing was well done in Trinidad and, and was primed to go more widespread and they just got stumbling block after stumbling block and the pure frustration uh, force them to seek out opportunities elsewhere in the Caribbean. And it's just an, an example of the kind of inefficiencies and, and bureaucracy that, that people who are trying to do business in Trinidad and Tobago encounter all the time. Unless you're connected, of course. And they just get through very fast. True. Yep. All right. So let's continue to take your calls. 222-8255-612-8255. Toll free for our North American listeners. Eight. 66-525-1099. Don't forget, you have to set your clock forward one hour. Come this weekend. All right. And so it'll be at the same time with us. So when you want to listen to the Power Breakfast show at 6 a.m. our time, you don't have to get up at 5. I'm just saying. I go out of Phil and Miss Ingrid and Ray out in West Palm Beach, Florida and so on. All right, so we are still taking of your course, calls. Um, yeah, yeah. Of course, we have theater on this weekend and Napoli Mabul, uh, COVID com- carnival comedy, yeah. um, with uh, Penelope Spencer, Cecilia Salazar, and Rudy. You sure that dancer? No, no, it's on this no, they have, uh, well, they have one weekend? show left, they have one, one show left in Napoli Mabul this weekend mm-hmm. on, on Saturday. Of course, officially, theater, theater starts in April. On April 2nd and 3rd. They see here, it is theater, theater. Theater, theater. Yeah, because this was a carnival comedy thing. Well, that was a carnival comedy thing. So it's not theater. So it's well, it's not theater, theater. Well, it's not full length. It's not a full length play. It's not theater, theater. Sorry. It's not a full length play. It's not theater, theater. It's not a full length play. It's not theater, theater. It's, it's, um. That's a comedy thing. That's not theater, theater. No comedy theater's comedy, but that, it's not a joking. play. It's not a full length play. It's, not it's, theater, it's theater. um, it's, I don't want to it's say it's not American dance. Is that what it's saying, It's not American dance. It's not theater theater. No, it's not. It, it's more. It's not a full length play. That's, that's a, com- what I mean. a comical. F- that's, that's just it's not a full length play. Stop trying theater. to push confusion. All right, we that have a call. Anyway, it's it's on a Naprima Bowl on. Saturday. Saturday. But the real theater starts soon. I believe, but yeah. full length plays. And theater, theater, theater in that regard theater, 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 starts, theater. resumes finally elitist, on elitist, as we elitist. April 2nd and 3rd. Theater, theater starts on April 2nd. So you can go check okay. out that thing. Oh, it's America Dance. I can take on saying that. I, I'm not talking about it anymore because you all are just all carrying right. on well, and I can't talk about it. Let's, let's okay. grab this call. Good morning. So forget it. Hey, morning, morning. Mr. Mr. Patrick, morning. Morning. I'm Richard. Everybody, morning. I was reading an article yesterday. Wonderful. This morning, the article is talking about the Paria situation. 
and an international diver who the instructor was questioning how they use scuba divers to do works like that. And he wanted to know if these divers was professionally trained and certified. And if a para employing uncertified divers for this kind of job, I prepared it. So they say um, they had really had our investigation to find out if these divers were certified to do this kind of job. That's all. They are serious. They are serious starters. You know that, right? Because you say scuba divers, people using scuba divers to do jobs, and there's not scuba divers supposed to do those kind of jobs. So I don't know. So I wonder if you all could just look into it and read the article. It was on the Express or something. Hello? Hello? Yeah, Mr. Patrick. Yeah, so I was reading that this morning, what was this morning? I want to finish with it out because he was on the radio and he was talking about it yesterday. Uh, Rich, you there? I don't know what happened to the guys. Did we lose them? Well, yeah, there we go again. So I'm, I'm hearing you. All right, good. Yeah, I think we dropped off there for a little bit. Did you, Paul, I don't know if you're following this, this, what's going on with this war that's happening. But now there's a space station standoff. Do you know that? No. Yeah. They're threatening the, um, to leave the American astronaut, the Russians are uh, uh, threatening to leave the American astronauts in space. And they have war of words going on with Scott Kelly, who is an astronaut and the, and the Russian cosmonauts. And they're saying, um, uh, what Scott Kelly was saying, boy, that they they should go, when they go to Russia, they might even get a job working at McDonald's. It, it's, I call it the end of, I was listening to it briefly while I was getting out of the house. Um, so I really want to follow that. That's, that is something. <laughs> I do know, yes. That, no? Yeah. Because they work, they work together in international yeah. space stations sometimes, so. And I guess they hitch rides back on back. They do, they do, so. they do, they do hitch rides on. So I didn't think about that. On mm-hmm. the, the arrangements in space, that oh my god, didn't think of that at all. So I don't know what's going on there. I'll read up on that a little bit. Um, well, you know, I'm working in the ready business. Yeah. Putin. So it's a war of words. Nothing up in, in space. In, in the way of Putin's aspirations. Boy. Tell me. I think the sad, I, I, I think the, the, the sad part about this war is that they, they bombed a maternity children's hospital yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was actually watching some footage uh, late last night on it, and uh, I'm going, you know, that is absolutely cruel. But it's, to me, it's, it's, it's full scale war. To yeah. them, they don't really business with a bomb because it's not. I saw pictures of, of, of them, the, the, the Ukrainians burying their dead mm-hmm. in a mass grave. Yeah, that's what they're doing now. So it's really a, an unfortunate situation that doesn't seem like it's going to end anytime soon. It's just going to escalate. Good morning, caller. Good morning. I would like to know if Mr. Putin has family, and I would like to know by now if he does not realize what he's doing to stop the nonsense. Nobody wins a war. Look at how much damage, how that place is going to come back together. What he in, in, intend to do with it? Take the piece of land and put it in his coffin or something? He does have family. He has, uh, he has children and so on. So They're moved into a secret location. He's an oligarch. He's just interested in making more money for himself. So. Yeah. In, in, in his legacy. He do business. Yeah. As just Paul war for Putin. He do business. In my opinion, I don't know. I, Nobody calls will be upset and say we don't think he's a. When we say he's a madman, he's get upset. But yeah, I don't think all the tools are not shed, you know. Not running on all eight cylinders. But Trump and nobody get upset. Is this a Trump on Saturday? Flying from I think it was New Orleans to West Palm Beach. I think he's probably going to visit Rafe to, in West Palm Beach on his jet. He lost an engine and had to make an emergency landing, but everything is all right. 
Oh, he's flying home. Yeah, really, I don't know this way. Pandemic, no, I don't know. Yes, that war. Yeah. It's not a pandemic. It's war. It's gas prices. It's, you know, the cost of living. Cost of living in Trinidad, I tell you, you go to the grocery now, you spend a thousand dollars, and you still and see you any ground through your car, you know. You come out with nothing. You do. You know, I go into the grocery, I'm saying all this has gone up. Even at the pet butler, prices have gone up from our suppliers. You know, so it, it's rough and, and salaries have not gone up. It's tough. I mean, I really have to sit down and work out the math of, of someone that works for minimum wage, that is a single parent with two children, that during the pandemic had to do homeschooling, so they have to get internet. If they did not have, had to get now, so that's an extra expense, it's more expense. It's, I don't know how, I don't know. Good morning, caller. You know, gentlemen, just a short note again. You know, one of the things that caught my attention in that budget presentation yesterday was the minister making a comparison the pay scales, the amount of pay scales in the public service in the UK, which is seven, and that has a vast population than in Jamaica. And in Jamaica, the public service, the pay scale, there was 325 pay scales in the public service. I mean, that was so revealing yesterday, and I think they're trying to work on this, and he said hopefully by April everything should be in order. So uh, it was really an interesting budget presentation yesterday that I think a lot of us could listen to a little lot. Those people involved in public policy and implementation. Mm -hmm. Have a good day. All right, good. All right. Thank you, New York. Thank you so much. All right, 222-TALK, 612-TALK. Richard really got bumped off again? No, he's still out. I don't know what I don't know what's happening there. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. Steve, you're only working to pay bills, you know, is internet. I have internet, water, TSTT. Then you still have to eat medication. And I must have had to pay $6,000 um, a month in bills. Yeah. Then you talk about um, house insurance and car insurance. I know that yet. Yeah. So if you're, you're right. not working, you're up the creek. You're, you're right. Either you pay a mortgage or you pay rent. I don't know. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Morning. Couple of things. Number one, I would say that Florida now has electric vehicles. My suggestion is that the government thinks seriously about allowing the free importation, duty-free, sorry, of charging stations, mobile charging stations. I have a Tesla, and I have a mobile charging station at my home that runs off of solar. Every night I plug in my vehicle, charge up my vehicle, and I'm good for 220 miles before they go. So I think it's something that they should look at. It's not expensive, and it doesn't require a trained electrician to install. It's not a difficult installation. And that will definitely ease the burden on having to retrofit um, gas station, which I agree with the caller, you cannot do, you shouldn't do. That's number one. Number two, with regards to Ukraine and prices, we are seeing a phenomenal increase. I'm in Florida. Mm -hmm. Okay, the price of gas is 425. Okay? I just drive by the gas station and smile because I'm on electric. But for my colleagues, they are feeling it. I recall my daughter's vehicle before she went off to Harvard, her vehicle, she was paying two eighty nine for regular. And this was just last year. Now it is four twenty five. And she tells me up in the Massey area it's four seventy five to four ninety. So we are seeing dramatic increases in prices. Food prices have gone up. I'll give you an example. Doubles. There's a doubles guy. He has raised his price from two fifty to four dollars for doubles. Okay, so that just mm -hmm. gives you an idea how inflation is affecting everything. So, unfortunately, Trinidad is at the tail end, or the donkey's tail, as they call it, and we receive the byproducts of what's happening in North America. Mm -hmm. But we are suffering up here also. You know, I mean, you talk about pets. My dog food has gone up also. Yeah, everything. Everything has increased. I could have gone to the grocery with $100 and come out with stuff. 
Now I go with 175. And I'm talking within a year and a half. Yeah. Okay? Now I'm vegan. I'm vegan, so I buy it a little more expensive, but still. So everything, my friend, is going on. Every, everything. And as the war continues, it will get worse. Yeah. It will get worse. You know, Ukraine creates a steel that is used in manufacture of cars. That has slowed down. The price of cars are going up. No. You know, a used Tesla is now selling for 20% above original cost. That's to give you an idea of how prices are. So, it's worldwide. I mean, all we can do is buckle up and hold on to the ride. And be as conservative as possible in our expenditure. And cut back wherever we can. That's all I have to say. Thank you. All right. Thank you, caller from Florida. Thank you so much. Good morning, caller. Missed that call. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I'm so glad that caller called from the United States. Because it has a lot of people feel it's only Trinidad experiencing high prices. If you have relative friends living abroad, they will tell you. From mm -hmm. since 2010, when the COVID, 2020, when the COVID came on, they were having increasing prices. The excuse was... They can't get the containers, the, 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 China doing this, increasing the price of a container and the work. So they have been experiencing it, so obviously we will feel the pinch. I want to say something about the conversation with the Prime Minister. I am so glad he mentioned about judiciary and what they get, they get what they ask for. And yet still, as he say, is delay, delay, delay. They need to look into it. As I said to Richard the last time when I asked him about the removal of the preliminary trials, if that has done anything, and he, he, he said to me, the court administrator, so the court administrator is king, as, as Minister Gonzalez say, uh, uh, what, blind man, a blind man is king in weather, like the, the tone cock man. They determine if you get water, you do. Mr. Minister Gonzalez could put what he wants. And the only thing he could do is don't have no, as he said they might do, no Tonecock man and water will go to areas from whether it's computerized, whatever. But the judiciary, what is causing these cases not to go on? Look how long we lost uh, a guy who was a dentist. Got shot in his garage in Diamondville on Wendy Fitzwilliam Boulevard. Case can start more than five years. The next man, Mr. Buziga, and he saw the trials before him. Shannon Bansfield trial. And what's going on? Why these cases going on? As I, I spoke to the Chief Justice once, at, at the think was on all your program, or some program, and he said to me, Ma'am, I don't delay trials. Of course, yes, I know you are the Chief Justice, but something you as the head, what it is causing. Uh, you know, I could never forget that Shannon Banfield case. When Officer Dick went to the magistrate court in front of mag magistrate, um, what's her name? Sears, Marcia Cezanne, when you go on in court and go tell the man, you are ready to start. When she asked him why the, the file by the DPP, with the DPP in Tobago, she stand down, the, she put a postpone it, and next day, come back again, and next excuse. That got to stop. It got to stop. This delay, the name of the game, as the Prime Minister said, is delay. So I'm glad he talked about it. And let me see if things will change, because there's no preliminary trial anymore. Let me see if something going to happen. It has something called... Accused could up not to go before a juror and go before a judge. Come on, man, look, please. Time for that nonsense to stop with you. Have a good day. All right, dear. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for that. I'm back. Um, of course, um, COVID Carnival Comedy is on this Saturday. I, I said 6.30, I think, previously. It's 7.30 at Napa. Tickets are $200. So, uh, not Napa, sorry, at Napa Rima Bowl in San Fernando, um, tickets are two hundred dollars, and I think the show starts at seven thirty. I thought it's six thirty. It's seven thirty p.m. I just checked, double checked it. All right. So, Carnival Comedy on at Naparima Bowl this Saturday. One show only, seven thirty p.m. So, Southerners, you should not miss it. All right.
Die, 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 do, 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 Did somebody say bricks? Eat it with cheese and guava, sausage and jam, or eggs and ham, peanut butter and lamb. That's a cricks mix, bring whatever you can. Once you have cricks, it's instant sweet hand. The man don't joke, saltfish, whatever. Anything you like, cricks makes it taste better. Whatever you choose, whatever you try, must go with cricks, the vital supplies. Cricks, the vital supplies. Try our new Cricks crispy, lightly salted crispy crackers today. It's back. The Prime Minister's Best Village Trophy Competition. Best Written Script Competition. If you have a passion for theatre, think you have the skills to write a theatrical play masterpiece, then the Ministry of Sport and Community Development is calling you. Write a folk theatre play, either one act or multiple acts, and you can win cash prizes. Submit your written scripts between March 31st to April 8th to best.village.gov.tt. Visit mscd.gov.tt for details or check the Ministry's Facebook or Instagram pages, courtesy of the Ministry of Sport and Community Development. Do you need to get work done on your vehicle? Look no further than the Auto Champions. Champlay Auto Services, from vehicle inspection to shutdown service, they do it all. Champlay Auto Services, great mechanics and technicians, exceptional customer service with accessories galore. Champlay Auto Services is your one-stop shop. They are your auto champions. You name it, they can fix it. Champlay Auto Services, Eastern Main Road, opposite Carib. Call 662-6545 and like us on Facebook. Champlay Auto Services, we do it all. Power 102 Digital. Digital. Streaming 24-7 on Power102FM.com and on the Power 102 Digital app. Power 102 Digital. All right, gentlemen, this is it. We wrap it up for this uh, pre-Friday. Thor's Day, it is. Have a great day. Be safe. Thank you there, Paul Richards. Okay, I don't know where Richard went to. All right. I tell you, Richard. The weekend begins tonight. People at the second after midnight have a fantastic one. Be safe, and we'll speak to you bright and early tomorrow morning. All right. Thank you so much, Richard Rich. Of course, Wendell will join us tomorrow as well. All right. So, I hope to see you guys here tomorrow. All right. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.